Memphis Wrestling fans. We back in the back of a Cadillac number one with a bullet. We are power packed. John Alba with the czar of Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle, Randy Carver. We are here coming to your ears. Randy, what is cooking? I am hunkered down at the Limitless Dojo right now and uh, not really doing too much. A lot of video edits and uh, a lot of new stuff on the YouTube, but that's pretty much my life at this point. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it is still business as usual for yours truly because why the hell would a pandemic stop me from getting to go out and tell great stories every single day, Randy? Fun, fun. I saw you were in the office the other day, too, so I got you moving around. I was in the office. I was today interacting with people, shooting stuff. So, you know, who needs social distancing precautions when you can put yourself right in the elements and ensure that you're probably going to get coronavirus? Right? I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you, John. (laughs) Nah, it's all right. You know, we're just making do. It's, um... It's it's been super weird because like some pieces that I'm working on, like I'm shooting solely on Zoom, which is something I was just gonna ask about that. I wondered if you were doing like a lot more video stories like instead of I'm definitely doing more on like Zoom and conferencing and all that. Like so I actually I have a piece coming out on Thursday that is about the effect of coronavirus on the local independent wrestling scene. And uh and I went and met with a couple graduates of the Team 3D uh, Academy, which is, of course, the Dudley Boys School. Uh, The one here is the one that Devon runs. So I spoke with a tag team from there called Fabulous Fitness, and they were super fun. And uh, uh, upon your suggestion, I did a Zoom call with uh, Effie. Very cool. I'm uh, I'm glad that came together because I felt like you'd be a – Especially like he had a he had a show. Yes. Oh yes. Like, Let me tell you, it, it is yeah, it is it is worth it alone just to watch this piece to hear John Alba say Effie's big gay brunch. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> it is certainly worth it alone to hear that. But I'll tell you, man, it made me go back and watch some of his stuff. He's really talented. He's very fun. Uh, we've tried to bring him into Limitless a couple times, but. Uh, his popularity has really picked up, you know, in the last six to eight months. So uh, just stringing dates together, like like some other talents who we try to bring in and only maybe get once in a while. It's just tough to do. But uh, I definitely think when when things get back to normal, he's someone I want to get into a limitless wrestling ring. You know, it took me watching his video. It took me like about five minutes to realize he was uh, wrestling in fishnets. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's got such a fun aesthetic, just something that. Uh, I don't know. You don't see a lot of on the independent scene. No, but but he had some pretty good stuff to say about LGBTQ representation in pro wrestling, and it, it was good stuff. So that piece will be dropping on uh, Thursday. Check that out on social media if you get a chance to. Um, you have been just trying to keep busy up there, Randy, huh? Yeah. Um, things basically things at a time like this, our our entire focus turns to getting content out there for people. So. Uh, it's a change in pace for sure. What kind of news do we have for people right now? Um, well, not great news if you're expecting events soon. Uh, I think a lot of people are under the same restrictions right now or sanctions. But um, just I think it was yesterday, uh, Governor Mills made the announcement that uh, she was putting a stay-at-home order in place for the state of Maine that kicks off April 2nd and does not close until April 30th. And uh, by the way, things are going, you know, we don't know if that's even going to be the true uh, turning point for this April 30th. I think it's uh, no one can really judge how this thing is going to move. So uh, we're, we're, again, just going to play it by ear and try to figure out what the best route is, is to take. But as of right now, uh, WrestleProm is postponed. Uh, obviously, there's going to be no events going on in the state throughout the month of April. So we are going to be no different. Um, you know, we're looking towards the end of May at this point to be completely honest and i don't even know if that's attainable um it's all going to depend on how slowly we can slow this thing down so uh we're just going to be hanging out at home but luckily we do have a lot of stuff in the can that's been never released um for footage whether it's from dojo tapings whether it's from some fairs and festivals we hit over the past couple years uh there's about uh, i think i did the count the other day 
there's like 80 to 90 matches that have been unreleased unseen that we do have in the archives and that's basically been the main focus over the past couple weeks is uh you know editing a bunch of stuff up throwing some commentary on there making it look nice and then uh, figuring out what the best way is to get that out there. So if you're not, definitely subscribe, youtube.com slash Limitless Wrestling or on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, we've got a ton of events up there, plus the Pandemic at the Dojo new series we have that dropped on there last night. Uh, tons of stuff coming as well. I think we're going to upload some of the old Dojo tapings over the past year and a half to uh, IWTV pretty soon. So a lot of stuff coming. I'll tell you what I would love to see, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I would love to see you take some old matches that you have in the can from a couple years ago, three years ago, whatever it may be, and provide, like, like you know how um, DVD commentaries and stuff like those, you, you get the people who are, like, in the movie to, like, talk about what... Yeah. Going on. Like, I would love to hear, like, AG talk about an old AG match that happened that would be cool. three years ago, you know? I mean, that's that's all super cool stuff that, that uh, could be in the can, maybe. I was thinking about doing some maybe match watch alongs with yeah, like, that's uh, what I'm talking about. I was talking to danger kid about that yesterday and maybe even some reaction videos. Like I was thinking of putting together like a, a string of some of the wildest clips in limitless history and then having some of the roster watch that and get the reactions. Um, I don't know. I, I would love, this is a time too, where um, I, I would love to hear from the limitless fans of what they'd like to see for content uh, we're obviously restricted as to what we can do for in-ring stuff right now, but um, there, there's a ton of uh, extra stuff like we just talked about that we can do and uh, we'd love to do. So uh, definitely uh, throw us a tweet at LW Main or a message or just uh, drop a comment on uh, on the podcast and let us know what you'd like to see in the future. And I also have an idea that uh, I really hope that we can get them all rolling on. You know, the world was kind of stripped of March Madness this year. But that doesn't, yeah. mean, that doesn't mean that bracketology goes away. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Just a thought. Let's put some thought into it. You know, we've talked about it. I want to make it happen. Yeah, I'm interested. So we'll, uh, we'll see. So be on the lookout for all uh, Limitless social media. And uh, we'll remind you about this later in the podcast, but we may as well. Uh, drop the news now on the next episode of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. We're going to have Ace Romero on, and we want to hear what you have to say. If you've ever had a question for Ace Romero, maybe something that you wanted to ask, you didn't get to ask uh, at a show or whatever it may be on social media, uh, we want to hear from you, don't we, Randy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked to Ace Romero way back on episode 11. So within the first couple months of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, and we've really missed you know a couple years of uh, the career and life and times of Ace Romero. So we're going to talk about his AEW debut over a year ago. Uh, we're going to talk about him signing with Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about his career in Limitless Wrestling uh, throughout the past couple of years, as well as the Limitless debut at the Portland Expo. Uh, meant a lot to a lot of our roster members, especially the guys who are local, uh, the guys who really understood in the grand scheme of main wrestling, how much that meant. And uh, Ace Romero is uh, right on the front line of that. So, uh, it'll be a fun conversation, and we want to split it up. We do want some fan questions, so you can submit them uh, on our Twitter. We're going to put a thread up, and you can uh, drop some comments and questions in there. Or you can email them to randycarver at yahoo.com. Uh, send as many as you'd like, and it's going to be a longer conversation to uh, just sit down and really catch up with Ace Romero in uh, this wild time right now. Oh, and I've got some questions for sure. After seeing Good. some clips, After seeing some clips that I did not know existed this past week, AKA oh, dude, talk them. about those right now. Talk <laughs> about it. I just, I had seen very limited, very limited uh, video of Ace Romero before he became Ace Romero. What so, did, all right, so when, when did you, like, what was your introduction to Ace Romero? Like, what, what time frame of uh, Ace? I guess it would have been very early 2016. Okay. So... You know, he was starting to find his own a little bit at that point. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. So he's wrestling, like, legitimate places at that point and, and kind of, you know, moving and grooving. Right. So I got to see some video of him before that when he was just angry Samoan number two or, you know. Oh, <laughs> yes. I didn't realize you saw that I, far. I saw some stuff there, too, and, and I saw uh, some tag team stuff that I'm very excited to talk about. So yeah. I can't wait. 
Yeah, we'll deep dive into, into Ace Romero because there's a lot of – I mean, he used to – the uh, he started in your neck of the woods. I mean, he, he his first couple matches were in Florida because he was a uh, Team 3D Academy trainee. Yep. Yep. So uh, we can we can especially talk about that now that you've been to the facility and you you know you've talked been, to student, other students times. from there. Yeah, I've been to the 3D Academy a few times. They they do a great job, man. They turn out so much quality talent over there. That's uh, good. You know, if if you're a wrestling fan listening to this and you have desires to get in there, if you're near one of the 3D Academies, there's one in Orlando and then there's one I believe in Danbury, Connecticut. I think. Um, that sounds right. Uh, they they and that's the one that Bubba Bully Ray runs. So Bully Ray runs that one. Devon runs the one in Florida. So if you're looking again at pro wrestling and you're in those neck of the woods, go check them out because they are they are pumping out quite a bit of talent that you find today in AEW and NXT and WWE. So definitely go check them out. Uh, let's talk about uh, the big release that we had this week: Pandemic at the Dojo, Episode One. What is the goal behind a show like this? Because this is more or less a studio taping, um, and it provides a, a chance for the Limitless audience not just to get a little bit of their pro wrestling fill, but maybe to meet some folks that they haven't necessarily seen either. Yeah. So this is. Basically, a limitless dojo taping come to life on IWTV. Usually, we do these dojo tapings as just single match releases for YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Um, it acts as content for us and then a nice edited match. with uh, We really give a lot of freedom to the wrestlers who participate because um, if, if they come in and, and have someone that they'd like to have a match with and they really want to blow the roof off with that person, uh, we usually do take match suggestions at every taping and uh this pandemic at the dojo taping was no different um a lot of these matches were put together by the wrestlers themselves or were suggested by one or the other and we we ended up putting it together and it's uh it, it just it gets a lot of the creative juices flowing with the competitors it's a really different environment because you don't have fans there it, it's just your comrades rest, fellow wrestlers around ringside maybe some referees um we also occasionally have some uh, limitless dojo students who are uh, maybe right on the cusp or just starting to wrestle matches. Uh, some of them have their first matches at these dojo tapings. So it's a really fun vibe and a, and a really interesting environment of people at all different skill levels. Some people who have never competed in Limitless Wrestling. Some have never competed in Let's Wrestle. Um, and, and we had a lot of that throughout this pandemic at the dojo series. So we uh, we ended up being able to put a ton of matches together in a short amount of time. Um, we had a poster sale online as well, and that's still available on LimitlessWrestling.com slash accessories. There's a pandemic at the dojo poster. There's a couple tiers of that, and all the money that we raise off of anyone who donates to those tiers, um, they get uh, the, the wrestlers who participated in this project. The money is split amongst them. So uh, we were able to send, uh, you know, quite a bit out, 300 plus already to uh, the wrestlers who participated in this project. So uh, we're at least trying to ease uh, some of the some of the stress of the you know lost bookings and uh, some wrestlers who have put all their eggs in the wrestling basket being jobless right now. So it's been a really fun and just productive project all around. And uh, I was happy that we got the first episode out last night on IWTV. Uh, we had a lot of people watching too, which was awesome. Um, a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter about it, and uh, I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. It seemed like those who watched did enjoy. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm like so over like audienceless wrestling right now <laughs> like like i'm just so done with it like you know like at first like with all this stuff going on it was like yeah you know wwe AEW, they're gonna be doing studio uh you know audienceless shows and empty right. arena matches and i'm just like uh like it's different let's check it out and it's like cool for about two seconds it's and tough then- and it's it's a testament in my opinion to the performers who can grab your attention right now um because it's very tough to do when you're when you don't have really anything to play to but a camera and a cameraman yeah um and and we're just i think about classes at the limitless dojo like all all these people are just consistently prepared to do everything every move uh anything possible in the ring to the crowd you know, it's it's all about building to the crowd. It's all about working to them, and it's all about the ups and downs that they give you in the ring. And now to just be without it, it's really it's it's cool in a way to see who can still like as a viewer, like 
if I'm not feeding for reactions as a viewer, if I'm just watching this and trying to be, you know, you know, taken for a ride here with, with, with no background noise here, is it possible for these guys to do? And it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of pressure on the commentators too. Yeah. They have to tell, they have to tell great stories for these matches now, even better than before, in my opinion, because there's not that downtime to give to the crowd. Yeah. And, and look, I'll be real with you. Generally speaking, I don't love studio tapings like this in terms of a viewing experience because I, I, I think lacking a real crowd to gauge reactions off of uh, doesn't necessarily get a match over in the way that I think I would want it to. That's just my personal opinion. But my point that I'm making here is that seeing people actually getting a chance to react to something and like like feed a reaction, I was like, oh my God, I've missed this so much. Yeah, and that's why like some of these dojo tapings provide that kind of environment where it's really stimulating to not only those watching in attendance, but to the viewer as well. Like, because I've made this clear and and I know that this is not going to sit well with some of our audience and some independent wrestling fans, but like me personally, I am not a huge fan of other talents surrounding a ring going nuts or like people on commentary just screaming and losing their minds at everything that's happening. Like, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like there's some indie commentary where it's just like, just every move is sounds like it was the undertaker's tombstone, you know, of course. Yeah. And like, like I don't really like that generally speaking. And I feel like sometimes studio tapings that that is what you get but given the circumstances of where we are right now, it was so nice just to have reactions and like people just like, you know, having fun and all that. So I really did enjoy that element of it for sure. Um, Good. So let's get into this meat and bones wise. Basic Becca making her. Uh, I, I don't. Was this her her uh, limitless slash let's wrestle debut here? So technically, no, it was, it was not. not. Correct. Um, she did, she, she did she another taping, right? Yes. Yeah. She hasn't competed on a live show for mm-hmm. either Limitless or Let's yet, but she did compete at the February Limitless Dojo taping. She teamed with Mike McCarthy against Kenna Lee. That's what I thought. Well, she has a big breakout moment here. She takes on Aiden Agro, who is one of those staples of Limitless Wrestling and arguably one of the top dogs in Let's Wrestle, and she beats him. This uh, was not expecting, Randy, but that's setting quite the quite the tone for your program right out of the gates, don't you think? Yeah, quite quite an upset to open things out. And uh, Basic Becca, an incredible performance. I do want to point out how new uh, Basic Becca is to the professional wrestling world. I believe this was match 9 or 10 for her, maybe. Um, so super new, uh, has only been on shows for the past few months. And, uh, t- you know, takes one of the longest tenured Limitless Wrestling roster members to the limit. And Aiden Agro, who I think, uh, you know, may have underestimated her a little bit. I it was kind was, of a new edge to Aiden Agro here. He was a little co- it, it looked like he was being managed by me again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, he must have spoken with you before this contest. But um, an incredible performance from both of them. Uh, I, I, I like seeing more attitude, more emotion coming out of Aiden Agro. And uh, I think like basic Becca for being, I said this on Twitter last night, for being as new as she is, um, if this is a sign of things to come, I think she's going to be a top level performer in New England before long. So so uh, why, why give someone with only eight or nine matches a chance on a stage like this? Why not? I mean, what, what's, here's the thing about the dojo tapings is like uh, there, there can be situations where maybe someone – uh, gets in a little over their head. That that's the freedom that we provide, though, and that's the fun of all this. Is like right. um, being this was a match that we actually, I think, myself and uh, Johnny Torres put this together. But um, we're just kind of going through the line of people. We didn't even know Aiden Agro was coming, um, and this was just a match of of two true like athletes who I think could really uh, you know work with each other well. And I think the contrast of their styles would be something that could be fun together. And I, I think it was. But um, to go back to your question, uh, I mean, we're giving opportunities to like the dojo students who some of them, uh, Dylan Nix, for example, a couple months ago, he had his very first singles match at a Limitless Dojo taping against Alexander Lee, and that's going to be coming out soon on YouTube. Um, it, it's just like this is 
this is the place to test things out. Like if, if shit goes wrong, then it's it's so much better to be in front of uh, you know sure. your fellow wrestlers around ringside than sure. a, than a live audience. You mm -hmm. know, this is I tell everybody like if you have something fucking weird or crazy in mind, like not too crazy, but like crazy enough that it would feel obscure to maybe try this in front of a crowd right now until you work out the kinks like this is the fucking place to do that you know and no doubt uh that that's that's how we get some of the funnest matches that happen in these dojo tapings and that can lead to you know future bookings for people just for kind of sticking their neck out there and trying something different and that's not me being critical by the way that's me genuinely no for sure I, that's, a, that's a legitimate question yeah so uh, basic becca what what did you like out of her i thought she definitely because this is my first time really sitting down and watching her she definitely has charisma and yeah. and that as she continues to develop confidence is going to grow more and more and more um she's certainly athletic uh, maybe want to give a little background to her background here yeah so i don't know a ton I, I i do know that she is a former gymnast um she i believe is out of the rhode island area don't quote me i could be totally wrong but uh she's from southern new england uh, I believe she's toiled around with like the Bell Time Club and Nepwa. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just in, in such a short amount of time really gets a lot of things that some people don't for quite some time. And uh, a, a lot of people who come from like a gymnast background, it's just they take to the movements of Dude. professional wrestling a lot easier. It's like a and fish uh, to I water. definitely think that. Yes. And I, I definitely think that's the case with basic Becca. So uh, I'm excited to see like as she becomes more comfortable with uh with professional wrestling and um i mean I'm, I'm honestly super excited to get her in front of a crowd uh, i've never seen her in front of a crowd i've seen her wrestle three times never in front of a crowd just at limitless dojo tapings so uh that's going to be the next step i think she is uh definitely punched her ticket to let's wrestle uh once everything kind of clears up and we get rolling again do you know how old she is approximately I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I feel like she's right around like my age, so like 23, 24 area, but I, I don't know that for sure. I thought you were 16. Yeah, I'm pretty close to that. I look at <laughs> You really do. <laughs> <laughs> you got such a baby face. Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, as someone, as I can say this now, in their late 20s, ugh, Ooh. Uh, I, can, I can say that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I thought she was impressive, man. And obviously picking up a win over Aiden Agro is, is no joke. I, I think that if she can just exude a little more confidence, and, and that's something that comes with time, obviously. For sure. Uh, and, and knowing your, your spot, where you are in the ring, knowing, uh, I mean, ring awareness is something that also you develop over time. Uh, she's she's going to be there. And like you were saying, just some of these athletes just pick it up so naturally i'm, I'm listening to the uh, audiobook version of under the black hat jim ross's new uh, autobiography oh yeah and just talking about you know guys like brock lesnar who just they just picked it up just so easily because of just what freak athletes they were right. so so hopefully something like that could happen with basic becca uh i i thought she was a good start here um alec price your boy uh, defeating antoine nicholas this was a match that uh, I, I know that these two wanted to have, and uh, they got to have it. I thought they worked really well together, both very athletic individuals in their own right. Man, Alec Price, dude, just keeps climbing and climbing that ladder. He is getting so freaking good here. Yeah, he, he's getting good quick, and this is actually something, this is a match that we kind of had in the can for an upcoming Let's Wrestle event, but... Um, I should make that announcement too. It's been a couple of days, but uh, we did postpone Let's Wrestle Volume 15. Um, that goes along with what we said earlier about April events in Maine. So um, that's really, we, we don't have any events planned moving forward 100% um, honesty because we also had the uh, Bangor Comic Con shows get moved. So we were going to be there at the end of the month of April. Uh, that is not happening anymore either. So um let's wrestle kind of on a hiatus right now until all this clears up but that was a match that we were planning to have very soon in let's wrestle so uh we had this app opportunity to do it i really wanted to do it because i feel like these are um two of the best high flyers in the area they're just they're they're, they're two of the biggest risk takers they just do crazy creative things in the ring and uh, i figured putting them together would create some fireworks and i think it did um 
there were there was some uh I, I don't know if you saw that move in the corner antoine oh it was insane it was insane. Into the, yeah alec pops him up into the neck breaker it was insane um i don't know if i've seen that in my life you like, said I, that on commentary you're like I, like what <laughs> it was yeah it was crazy it was um a very fun competition here between two uh upcoming high up and coming high flyers in the new england area and i think i think antoine like if if he really you know puts his head down and, and really gets in the ring more and, and works at this i think he's going to be a top tier competitor here in a couple of years like there, there's no reason why he can't be he's stunningly athletic like it's just it baffles me every time what he can do i just think uh i think his body control sometimes like it, it's a little wild and i think that cost him in the match with alec um he uh Got you know, got sent over the top to the apron, lost lost his handling on the on the top rope, and then Alec was able to capitalize and and knock him back down before he could springboard back in. So uh, I just think it's minuscule things he needs to work on because he was very close to taking down Alec Price, who's you know now a, a limitless wrestling core roster member. He's had success in Let's Wrestle and you know was the number one contender recently. So could have been a big win for Antoine, but a big win for Alec Price. We haven't forward. we haven't spoken about this at length, but uh what happened with Antoine's uh mouth recently? Jesus, we haven't talked about that. So um last let's wrestle, which I guess was fucking 3 weeks ago now, maybe 4. Um he was in the cluster jam. Um, there was, uh, Troy Nelson was in this cluster jam making his return to let's wrestle. And, uh, he was kind of cornered by three competitors, two of which being Antoine Nicholas and Chip Chambers. Um, all three competitors charged in Troy Nelson did his infamous split to avoid contact with these three. Um, as Chip and Antoine are coming in, uh, Antoine, I'm, I'm not sure if some, it's very tough to tell on the footage, like if, if someone trips in there, but there was a, quite a, quite a collision between Antoine's mouth and the back of Chip Chambers head. And, uh, all of a sudden you just see his front tooth fly out on the, uh, hand cam footage. Uh, I, at the time I had no idea this, had, I'm watching the match. I had no clue that any of this had happened and no one's making any indication because, his tooth, like uh, one, one of his top front teeth pops clean, like out of his face. Just straight out. just Straight out, like the out. entire tooth. It did not chip. The Like the entire tooth like flies out of his head. And it's fucking like it's, it's crazy how clean that came <laughs> out. But then uh, referee Derek Douglas just picked it up. Think, thinks that it's uh, thinks that it's gum. So he boots it to the floor because, you know, <laughs> if you, Antoine was not bleeding, he, like there was no indication that he would have had a tooth knocked out. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I think he thought it was gum and just, you know, kind of didn't, didn't, you know, soccer kick it, but just booted it out of the ring to get it out of there. And uh, luckily, uh, Troy Nelson was on the floor and he picked it up <laughs> and he starts examining it. And Jason Worthing took some pictures of Troy Nelson examining it on the floor and, uh, all of a sudden, I don't remember who rushed up to myself. I, I think say, it was myself. So, so then it becomes a game of, okay, whose tooth is this? <laughs> well, uh, dude, the, the match ends, and I still don't know that he's lost a tooth. Like, there's been no right. indication. And so then... No, I'm just imagining Troy trying to figure out, okay, whose tooth is this? Because it's not one of mine. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, probably checked his own mouth. Who right. knows? But, uh, yeah, someone rushed up to me and a couple other people with a tooth, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, and I, I bust through the curtain, and sure enough, there he is with no tooth. And I'm like, wow. So um, I guess downstairs, I missed this. I, I sent someone to grab him ice and then went down to make sure like he was okay. And uh, up in, in the midst of the rest of the event, Alexander Lee uh, went downstairs and shoved the tooth back in his mouth. So it just like and, slid right back into place. Well, it, it took some it took some fucking force from what I understand, but oh, um, got it back into his mouth. Uh, he left to go to like an emergency dental appointment, right. and uh, luckily they were able to like put it in place. Like, they wired it, uh, put some uh, I don't insane. know what, so, something in it. It's like, like a concrete yeah, thing. Yeah, they like um, binded it back in. Uh -huh. And uh, I think they'll have to do a root canal, or they already have. I'm not sure if it's happened by now, but he's going to be uh, like completely fine. That is insane. Um, it's, Maybe it's might want to start thinking about wrestling with a mouth guard. <laughs> that was uh, that was said quite a bit that yes. night, but I, I felt really bad for him because uh, I, I feel like he just has some tough breaks sometimes. But I think he's 
Um, like from the first time that he debuted in Let's Wrestle to now, he's made great strides. He looks great right now. Um, I, I think he really had a standout performance against Alec Price. And uh, he has another uh, fun match coming up in this series. I'm not sure what episode it's going to be on, but he's got one more coming uh, in this series. Let's talk about standouts here. Zach Burden defeats Eric Johnson, one half of the Let's Wrestle Tag Team Champions here. This was a huge coming out party for Zach Burden. Those of you may not be familiar with Zach Burden, he was Big Moxie Matt Mahoney in the main wrestling circuit for a while, and he was in Let's Wrestle as well. Took some time off, went away, was working to get his spot back, reinvented himself a little bit. He looks a little different now. I thought this is a great character, and I thought he worked with a guy that he's so familiar with, his trainer, and I thought they had a killer match. I agree. Um, he's been down a long, winding road. Uh, he actually started training back in the day, so he was a fan. Uh, when I was ring announcing early on at IWE, uh, like 2000, end of 2013, early 2014, and uh, he had a group of friends he'd always come with, and he actually started training originally with Sonny Roselli at uh, Main Event Wrestling. And then uh, when that folded, came over to IWE, started training under Eric Johnson. As you said, he was Big Moxie Matt Mahoney for a few years. Um, ended up having kind of a falling out with uh, IWE and kind of took some time off and uh, was looking to reinvent himself. And we had him in the early events of Let's Wrestle, and then it became – um an issue with uh consistency with him uh we had we had actually this match planned him and eric johnson uh i guess like a year and a, like very early let's wrestle like we we're building up to a blow off between them um he had to we we're gonna introduce this new character like way back at that point and uh something came up where he had the jet and it kind of just lost our faith in him for a while and he was going to take some time off anyway so it just kind of felt like his heart wasn't in it at that time and um, he's really made a lot of strides to uh, come back and come back strong. He's been in the Limitless Dojo. Uh, he's been at all the uh, Let's Wrestle events, coming to help out, get some ring time before the show if he can. Um, and he's been doing these dojo tapings and uh, really proven himself that he you know, wants to be in Let's Wrestle and wants to make more strides of moving forward and uh, ha had a really standout performance here against Eric Johnson. Like this was uh, taped on the last day and something that I really wanted to get out there on the first episode because I feel like uh, this is probably one of the better matches he's had in quite some time, I would say. And Eric Johnson, who is a 15-year pro of the state of Maine, I don't know if I've really said it, but like he's he was my avenue into professional wrestling. Uh, he was running IWE at the time when uh, I wanted to come in and just be on ring crew or do something. And uh, he was kind of the avenue in for me and uh, Eric Greenleaf as well. We came in at the same time and uh, – just uh, ju just fun contrast of uh, two guys who are at, you know, different stages of their careers in the main wrestling scene. Eric Johnson has been going since I was a kid, uh, a very long career. Um, some may know him from Chikara's Jive and Jimmy. Uh, and I was very interested, actually, to see who, like, uh, of those watching, who knew Eric Johnson, you know, because he has been around so long. He's not necessarily well-traveled, but he does, you know, a, a lot of people in the main wrestling area uh, would definitely know the name Eric Johnson or Jive and Jimmy Capone. I want to talk about a couple things on this. Obviously, Eric's a staple of Let's Wrestle. Might we ever see him on a Limitless show? Uh, I think it's certainly possible. Um, we've been trying a lot of different things with him lately to kind of figure out what it would be for him on a Limitless show if it were to happen. Um, he has done some of the fair and festival mm -hmm. events before, but has never been on uh, like a big Limitless show. But I always say never say never. Um, we're definitely... Uh, trying to see what we could out of the stigma recently as well to see if that was a tag team that we wanted to use in limitless wrestling. Uh, they recently wrestled the main state posse on a recent let's wrestle event. But um, I mean, it's, it's going to be the same thing when we come back, we're still going to try things and kind of see what fits and see if uh, we can figure out the best case scenario for people to debut at limitless yeah. wrestling. And talking about Zach Byrne here, um, he is one of my personal favorite people that I met during my time in main wrestling. I think Zach is a great guy um, who he's been through a lot. Um, I worked a handicap match with him and he and I had like a blood feud in IWE. That was like almost a year long feud. And it was just so much fun. He, it was so easy to work with him and I wish him nothing but the best. And I like this new character a lot. I, I said it to you. 
it's kind of like Michael Keaton Batman, you know, smashing the glass, a uh, little Beetlejuice element to it too. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's it's something that's that's got more substance than the redneck who drinks moxie. You know what I mean? And that's that's a plus from the start. So I think if he can keep adding layers to this, and uh, I told him too, he should he should start putting out some promos and some just just content of that character he's to kind of build upon too. that and figure out what it is. He's a good speaker too. He I think he's he, a he's very a, good speaker. I think actually. he's a voice actor, right? He is. Yeah, he's a he's a professional voice actor, but he's just he he's always been um, a promo that you can believe. You know what I mean? And that's that's not always something that you can get from people, especially early on in their careers um, is a promo that actually makes you feel something. It's that Dusty Rhodes factor, man. Some guys just have it. Others don't. And uh, he, he definitely does. So hopefully more from him. I definitely would like to see that. Um, then Anthony Green, Retro AG. He's just, you know, he's he's feeling mighty cocky these days, and he's just like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all a treat. Puts his title on the line, and it's Davey Ann stepping up to the plate here. Obviously, she herself is a staple of Let's Wrestle. We've seen her at some pretty high stages in the New England pro wrestling scene. Uh, I would imagine this is not the first time that they have locked up, correct? No, they've actually, they competed in Let's Wrestle, I believe, I believe like six months ago, yes, seven months that's ago. What, that's what I thought. Um, and they've got good chemistry together. They work they well do. together. And, and she's really good, man. I've always said that. And, and I, I'd, I'd like to see her on some, some bigger level stuff because I do think she's very talented. But AG does retain here. She, uh, yeah, this is, first of all, excellent match. Um I kind of figured going into this contest that it was going to be uh, very good, but I do think excellent is the word. Um, two top-tier competitors out of the New England area. Davian, the first-ever Let's Wrestle champion. She won the first-ever Let's Rumble back in 2019. Um, and, and she's truly been working her way back up to Limitless Wrestling. She was a uh, like a like a Gen 1 original of Limitless Wrestling. She was there pretty prominently throughout the first year or two of Limitless Wrestling. Um and I, it's just been with Davian, it's been more about what's the avenue back for her in Limitless Wrestling. Uh, we toyed about the idea of having her with JT Dunn, uh, similar as they do in Chaotic Wrestling. Um, there, there were a couple things that we were like thinking of very recently, and I actually talked with her, I think, in January or February about a couple ideas to bring her in uh, in you know the next couple months. But obviously, everything's on hold right now. But I think this certainly solidified um, that she's going to be back in Limitless Wrestling very soon because she took the Limitless Wrestling World Champion to the limit. Um, just just excellent stuff out of these two. And uh, not that I expect any less out of Anthony Green, but he really, um, in this pandemic at the Dojo Series, as you'll see in the coming weeks, uh, came and busted his ass and uh, you know really proved why he's been the Limitless World Champion since September. I, I appreciate her getting the spot here, and I appreciate AG putting the title on the line in this setting. And, you know, say what you want, he, he definitely believes in himself enough to, to feel confident in doing that. Yes. And, and he's had quite a few uh, open challenges, too. In, in his reign, so I'm he has, yeah. I mean, he's since he won the championship from MJF. I think he said that night in a in a backstage promo that uh, he really wanted to be everything that MJF was not as the champion, uh, someone who will take on all comers, someone who uh, you know won't need to know their opponent ahead of time, someone who will you know if they don't have a championship match on the card, they'll they'll do an open challenge and they'll they'll throw it out there to the locker room. Just a couple months ago. Um, I think you were there for this show. He, uh, for, for Ava Everett's birthday, gave her a limitless championship match at Let's Wrestle. So uh, he's definitely not afraid to put the championship on the line. I, I think it actually, um, I, I thought that at least until this match, I think it kind of lasers his focus. And honestly, when the championship is on the line, um, he knows that there's minimal mistakes to be made. So uh, just to, to give a little spoiler here, that, that's not the only Limitless Championship match in this series. So uh, we do at least have another championship match on the way. Well, what's on the way for Episode 2, Randy? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit since we're on the topic of Anthony Green. Uh, he's going to be back in action on Episode 2. Uh, that's going to be going, I, I believe, same time slot as this past week. So I believe it's going to be next Tuesday, 5 p.m., independentwrestling.tv. If you don't have an account, 
You can make one and use the code limitless, limitless when signing up, not limitless wrestling, limitless when signing up gets you a five day free trial. And that's not just for limitless content. That's for everything streaming on the network. Um, they're doing live streams every single day now with different events. Plus, there's hundreds of promotions on IWTV. You can scour through the library and find some cool stuff. But AG going to be back in action, this time non-title match, but going up against uh, the upset winner of Episode 1, Basic Becca, who's going to get a big opportunity here after defeating Aiden Agro. It's going to be a very big test for her uh, against the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. But uh, this was a match actually personally requested by Anthony Green. After seeing her performance against Aiden Agro, he wanted to put her to the test as well. So uh, very excited for that. That's going to headline episode two. Uh, also on the card, first time ever, all that Ava Everett is coming to the dojo going one-on-one with Danger Kid. So that I'm very excited for that, that one. That's the first time ever between those two. I they so they've it's the first time ever singles match I should clarify yeah, yeah, because no, they have been in tag team matches with each other before but yeah never never squared off one on one before until now. Danger Kid like being back up uh, in that area Maine right now. Yes. I know he just relocated <laughs> closer to the dojo. Yes, um, very excited even though uh, everything's kind of on halt right now. But right. Um, I mean he's been he's been talking about this for a while. I think he was back back when he moved to Portland. Like it was it was a bummer because. Uh, he was the person I think at that point that I most went to, to kind of bounce shit off of. And, uh, he's always kind of been that person who I can just call at an obscene hour or a message whenever and just shoot some shit off on and get a, get a real honest response back. I have a few of those people and he's been one of them for a while. And, um, it's just, it's good to have him back in the air. I think he, he was very excited about it as well. It's a very nice place. And, a uh, good part of town and just see, I, I don't think he ever really uh, wanted to leave the area. I think he more so did it for wrestling to be perfectly honest, because that really cut down his travel time and uh, could kind of make things easier on the job front as well, where, um, you know, it cuts down time. You have to be on the road. So you could, you know, unless be into work earlier potentially. So uh, I think that he, uh, he liked it for the duration, but I think he's happy to be, you know, closer to home and closer to his family as well, who, uh, was it was a great distance away when he was in the Portland area. It's true. You bounce a lot of stuff off me, and then you just completely ignore it. So it's a uh, good, good, a uh, good. I good do way. not completely ignore everything. Just, okay, fine. Just mostly ignore it. Fine. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to see D.L. Hurst make his uh, pandemic at the dojo debut. Yeah, he was spitting some fire this week on episode one. Uh, D.L. Hurst will make his first appearance at pandemic at the dojo coming up on episode two. And uh, man, he was he was firing off some shit. He wants to get to the champion, so uh, we'll we'll start his road at least. We'll see what we can put in front of him for episode two. I definitely think that would be a great route to go, as well. Uh, I can't wait to see Mac Daniels, who I know will be showing up on this at some point. Correct? Yes, uh, I think you'll see him on episode two, but he won't be competing for a couple right. weeks. That's fine. I don't care when. Save the best for last. Whatever. I don't care. Make <laughs> it uh, make make it work however you want to. So go check out all this stuff, guys. It's all over Limitless Wrestling social media. Uh, definitely something that, you know, any any wrestling right now is a good way to help pass some time for sure. Um, we've got a couple more minutes here, Randy. So, you know, just like any good match, we're going to call something on the fly here. Okay. It is WrestleMania week, believe it or not. I know it doesn't know. feel like it. doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel like it at all. But it is. Um, so you're a pretty big wrestling fan as well. What are some of your favorite all-time WrestleMania matches? Maybe, maybe give people something to keep themselves busy on the network this week or something like that. Okay. Maybe some underrated um, classics or guilty pleasures. I uh, We did this as our top five on Living the Gimmick this past week, which is available on all podcast streaming services, of course. I'm a huge fan of uh, Shawn Michaels' Jericho from Safeco Field. Okay, so 19. Yep. Um, that is a really underrated WrestleMania match. That match does I agree. not get as much love as it deserves. I if, personally, it's one of my favorites because uh, it's just two competitors who I, I'm, I'm a very big fan of, and uh, it ju- it just came at a time when I feel like it was the perfect time for Jericho to have that well, match. And, and like I think that match, truthfully, even though Jericho main evented the year prior as champion, I think that match is like Jericho's coming out party on like I am a top tier talent level. Yes. And I think that 
that's a match that kind of won over, I think, a lot of fans' eyes of of putting Jericho on a map to them of someone who can hang with someone like Shawn Michaels for that amount of time. Uh, I love that match a lot. I love uh, Shawn Michaels Ric Flair the retirement match. Twenty four. Um, from a from a genuine emotional standpoint, more than an in ring work standpoint, and I think that's kind of everyone's uh, everyone's view on that who had watched you know either competitor for a long time. Just very much enjoyed that one. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Some of my favorites: TLC two uh, at WrestleMania X seven, uh, one of the very best of. I've said to you probably my favorite gimmick match of all time. Yeah, TLC two. Uh, Sean and uh, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. Oh, that was tight. Yes. Oh my God, that match is incredible. You know which one I like a lot? Um, WrestleMania 30, fucking Orton, Batista, Bryan. I was there for that, and that was an excellent match. I no. enjoyed the fuck out of that because that was such, that was uh, one of those moments I remember. I don't know who I was with watching that, but I remember uh, having the conversation of how invested the crowd was. And that's just well, not. So. I'm going to give you the live perspective here. Please. Because the crowd was totally into Brian winning and everything, and it was obviously an incredible moment. But a lot of the crowd was still in shock about Taker at that point. Right, so that's fair. the crowd was actually hotter for Brian's first match that night against Triple H, which I think is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, opening match in WrestleMania history. I think that... And uh, Owen Brett are probably the two best opening matches in WrestleMania history. Owen Brett is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the crowd heat is not there as much for Owen Brett as it is for Triple H and Daniel Bryan. Right. Because, I mean, the story they're telling was incredible. It was 70,000 people. And I just watched that match because, you know, ESPN has been airing the uh, WrestleManias. And, yes. And I just I went back and watched Bryan and Triple H and thought they just they just put on a clinic. And it really goes to show, you know, Triple H gets a lot of crap, but God, when he is, when he is on, no pun intended, when he is on top of his game, he is absolutely incredible. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, Hogan. I'm Rock. a big fan of. Uh, what'd you say? Hogan Rock. Okay. Um, I like uh, Mick Foley Edge in the hardcore match. Uh, of course you do. That that one that doesn't surprise me. How could I not? Uh, that doesn't surprise me. That I mean that's. Probably the greatest WWE hardcore match of all time. It was very good. <laughs> um, Eddie and Kurt from... Uh, Eddie and Kurt from 20 is great. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, the finish on that, rolling out of the uh, boot. And oh, then, yes. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. And then the uh, inside cradle. Yeah, uh, with the rope. Using Love the ropes. It. Oh, it's so great. There's so many good ones. You know, you talk about Edge, man, and you and I were chatting about it on, online. Edge goes away for nine years. And cuts the greatest promo of his life this past week. Yeah. I Take mean, every scary. pro wrestler. Listen to this, okay, folks? Any pro wrestler who is trying to figure out how to, you know, find their voice doing a promo, especially maybe you feel a little awkward looking into a camera just straight on, go watch that Edge promo from Raw this past week. It was a work of art. And I'm so bummed that that match with Randy Orton is not going to be in front of 60,000 people. Me too. I am, I'm severely bummed about it, but I'm also interested because uh, I'm kind of excited to watch WrestleMania in the aspect of I'm, I'm interested as to which performers have a standout performance with no audience. Um, that's just something that interests me. And I, I really, uh, I really love to be taken for the ride without the, without, cause I'm just like, I'm such an adrenaline junkie for like the fans and the fan reactions and the pop. Uh, that's what I look for now. You know, that's that's what I kind of feed off of when watching a program. And I think some other people would probably share the same sentiment. But any any guesses as to which match might be able to do that? Uh, I was just going to say, I think I think Edge and Randy Orton won't have a problem. Yeah, uh, I, I really don't think that they're going to have any problems with this. Obviously, it's a bummer, but like, I don't think they're going to have any problems. And I'm just I'm I'm very interested of how they're going to format this WrestleMania, because I feel like more and more of these matches i'm starting to like look at the card and realize okay like they're doing the firefly funhouse right that's a thing cena and wyatt yes um that's going to be taped at a different location 
Um, I assume the this boneyard bone match, boneyard yeah. match, which is basically a buried alive match. Fuck yeah! I hope it happens at like a gimmick cemetery, and I hope fucking Taker rolls up on the bike. Like that would be cool. Like <laughs> why not? Even though it's kind so of ironic, so you're embracing Hart, this. huh? You're embracing this. Well, what fucking more can you right. do at this point? Like, right. uh, if you want to enjoy this show, you have to kind of embrace like what what restrictions were under here and just like think outside the box a little bit. I was just gonna say it's like ironic that Matt Hardy just left, who's someone who's been thinking outside of the box for a while now. Like, this is the time to implement some shit like he's been doing. Like, how can you spice up WrestleMania and maybe make it more theatrical and, and movie like with what you the presentation of everything instead of having what fucking. 20 matches in front of no fans in the in the same ring you know what i mean like that you, you have this opportunity it's 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 a you know terrible but like i don't know like you could create a really fun boneyard match experience with aj styles and undertaker that people could be talking about for yeah. 20 years you know what i mean you really have that opportunity right now yeah i think it's going to be uh orton edge that will get that job done and uh I think Brian and Zane, if they're given the time, are going to tear the house down. I hope they get the time. I saw that announced this week and got really excited because if that match gets at least like, uh, just give them like 15 at least, you Mm -hmm. know, and and let them go. And just that it would be, it would be very fun to watch and it would take some people back to, uh, you know, you know, times when we wished for this in WWE 10 years, 15 years ago, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I just, I just, uh, I just think Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, is just like the most incredible performer of all time. And he's excellent. And, and his whole thing is I've never been able to invest in a performer as an audience member in the way that I have with him. So it's ironic now that he's gonna work this match in front of nobody, and I bet you he's still gonna drag a lot of people in. And Sami Zayn's really good at that too. So Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I'm very excited. WrestleMania coming to you two nights. Uh, too big for one night. <laughs> <laughs> they are pushing that so hard. I love it. It is such a Vince McMahon ism that I remember Mania Thirty Three, the ultimate thrill ride. Oh so, yeah. I mean, these are, <laughs> and I've been going back and watching some old Manias in preparation, and just seeing those old Vince McMahon vignettes at the beginning. Uh, that WrestleMania Eleven will get the lowest talent right off the Bam Bam Bigelow and is coming to the Hotfoot Civic Center. It is. It is just. It is just fantastic. It it's really great. Is. Um, but yeah, so we got Ace Romero on the next episode of Limitless Wrestling Podcast. So get your questions in for that. And uh, we'll certainly have a lot of fun. Randy, anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing more. Uh, if you want to watch Pandemic at the Dojo again, uh, you can go to independentwrestling.tv. Use the promo code Limitless when signing up. Get a free trial. We are going to be dropping the matches from episode one periodically this week on YouTube.com. Slash Limitless Wrestling, uh, Basic Becca versus Aiden Agro actually already up for free. So you can go check that out now if you'd like. And uh, we'll be back with you next week with Ace Romero. See you later, folks.